welcome to Parent to Podcast right here, Rachel. Well, thank you very much, guys. So what we do here is the goal is try to talk to people that are kind of on the fence about starting a podcast. And we want to give them realistic advice and experiences that people have dealt with to see if it is something that's possible in their life or, you know, how, how other people navigate it is especially what we're interested in. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your yourself, your background, and how you decided to become a podcaster in the first place? Well, I am a certified public accountant by trade, and I got an email, I don't know, it's been a couple years ago, year and a half now, about, I've been hearing in the industry for quite some time, you need to find a niche, and you need to specialize in a particular thing, you know, because you can charge higher rates if you're specialized in one particular thing, and people will come and seek you out because of that. So I got an email about a year and a half, yeah, about a year and a half ago that was talking about the cannabis industry and how it has exploded. And so I decided to check into it. And so I kind of wanted to go in that direction with my career into the cannabis industry. Well, I live in Texas. And until two years ago, three years ago, I had totally bought the D.A.R.E. narrative that I had heard in school that drugs were bad and that there's no medicinal benefits to cannabis and any other drugs. And so I wanted to learn more about the cannabis plant. And I have listened to folks like, um, as far as I love podcasting, I love listening to podcasts. I would do that because as an accountant, you do a lot of data entry. And so it's kind of mindless work. And so I would listen to a podcast while I was doing this kind of mindless, mind numbing work. And just kind of pass the time a little better and then learn some things while I was at it. So I thought to myself, well, what better way to learn more about the industry than to actually talk to people who use cannabis? And and I was interested in cannabis, not necessarily from the business angle specifically, but more about using it for medicinal purposes because because we've been lied to for 80 some odd years about what this plant is and what it does. And so I wanted to learn more about the plant and learn more about the medicinal benefits and then be able to share that with people in my community, which is by and large a, a Christian conservative community. And, you know, again, they just most people in this area buy the the government narrative. So I thought, hey, let's let's start a podcast about cannabis by talking to people who actually use it and what they use it for. So that's kind of how the oh, wow. the idea was born. Well, do you, do you think there's something significant about like the long form interview that, you know, helps weave a more convincing story than say the five, five second sound bites you're going to get on the news about something as far as changing the narrative goes? Well, you're just going to get the sound bite. You're not going to get more of the story. I mean, it's hard to weave a good story in five minutes. I mean, I guess if you, if you have your talking points down, then that's great. But most of the people that I talk to are just ordinary, average people. And sometimes getting them to tell a, a complete story in 30, 45 minutes an hour is, is difficult. So to try and get them to boil it down into five minutes would be even more difficult. And then, and then I think if you listen to someone talk for longer than five minutes, you get a little bit more of an emotional investment in their story. Mm-hmm. And you really start to care more about what the outcome of their story is. Well, and especially... You know, when you're, it sounds like your reasoning is at least in part is political activism for your podcast. That's a big part. Of it. And I didn't really start out wanting to be politically active. I started out wanting to to tell people the truth about this plant. Oh, yeah. You said well, you make money earlier. Well, to make money in, in, in cannabis accounting, which I've kind of shifted away from. Um, because I like, I, I honestly, I enjoy doing the podcast more. The podcast doesn't pay at all. <laughs> uh, 
but I enjoy it more. It gives me more of a, a creative outlet. Um, so one of the one of the things that we're really really want to push on on our show is how important having something in the digital world that is defining of who you are that allows you to kind of control the narrative of yourself. Um, does it does it so does it ever concern you that you have a podcast kind of centered around weed and you live in a Christian conservative community and how that might affect your life outside of you know your online community no because i'm the same person online that i am in real life well i'm probably a little more outgoing on the podcast i'm, I'm a little more introverted in real life but you know I, I don't if somebody asks me about it in real life i'll tell them exactly how i feel about it so i'm, I'm and it is i guess um you know it, it is you know quote just cannabis I'm not talking about, you know, legalizing hard drugs, although I feel that way. I feel like, you know, the government shouldn't be in control of what we put in our body. They're they're not our babysitters. They're not our caretakers. But mm-hmm. and if and if somebody asks me, I'll tell them that. And I think I've mentioned that on the on the podcast or time or two. But, you know, as far as like work goes, the people because I, I had been at a firm for hmm, 14 years. And when I left, several of my clients wanted to come with me. And a lot of them, I said, look, I'm just, you know, I'm in transitioning. I'm doing this and I'm not taking any of the clients with me. And, and I've had some that even after I said no, they still came back to me time and time again. And so I told them, I said, look, you know, here's what I'm doing. So if you've got a problem with that, you know, I just want you to know up front, this is what I do. And I'm, and I'm vocal and I'm outspoken about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so far it's not been a problem with anyone that I've, that has decided to follow me. I, I think if you, if you provide a quality service for someone and what you're doing doesn't harm them or harm other people, then I don't think they're really that opposed to continuing to use you for other services. And anyway, it probably does. doesn't hurt that you live in Texas <laughs> for yeah. people that will, are willing to kind of look the other way, so to speak. You know, you would, you would think that's the case and Texas always likes to, likes to crow about, you know, well, we were an independent country before we joined the States and blah, blah, blah. You know, they sure do a lot of boot looking mm-hmm. for the federal <laughs> government up there in Austin. Yeah. So, you know, the, there's a little cognitive dissonance. They they like to say, well, we're independent. And then they fall in line to their federal taskmasters when the uh, when the occasion arises. Yeah. So as a person who who is pretty introverted in, in everyday life, I was just wondering, like getting started with uh, speaking to people that, well, I don't know if you did know people. What were your, your first interviews like? Um, how did that that happen for you to kind of fall into the like Liz has had a crazy transformation rhythm. over the past year and a half so. <laughs> of like hey people are going to hear me talking and I'm going to have to interview <laughs> people that I may or may not know all that well. Well, I guess I don't know if introverts the right word to say. Um, I don't do well with like um, chit chat, like small talk. I'm terrible at small talk. But if if and I don't really like small talk. I, I prefer to have like real discussions with people. Mm-hmm. So I I don't have a problem talking to people. And, you know, answering question. But as far as like, you know, just the whole sitting there and not knowing exactly what to say, like, you know, how do I start this conversation? Uh, if if I'm in like a, um, a casual setting, because I'm just not, I don't know. I just don't like idle chit chat. I like to talk about real things, substance and things that are interesting to me, not, yeah. oh, 
weather's really nice today. So, so did that help when you were starting the podcast, having, you know, that as a particular point to co- to kind of jump off from? It does. And it does because we know what we're going to talk about. And really, honestly, the guests do most of the talking on my show. I'll I'll interject every now and then with a question. But for the most part, it's 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 driven. The narrative's driven by the person. And, and most of the people that I talk to, they are more than happy to tell their story because they believe most of their life a lie that was told to them by the government. And so they're they're more than happy to be out there and grab a bullhorn and tell people about the transformations that they've had in their life as a result of cannabis. So it, it hasn't been difficult to get people to talk. I, they do most of it. So um, we haven't actually mentioned it yet, have we? What What is the, the name of your podcast out there? Oh, sorry. I'm terrible. I, I'm a terrible plugger. No, no, it's it's fine. I'm, <laughs> I'm I should have should have asked at the beginning of the show. I mean, we'll, we'll, when we do our pre-roll, we'll we'll mention it, too. So. All right. Well, the, the podcast is called Cannabis Heals Me. And what we do is we invite people on to share their medical stories and tell how uh, cannabis has, how it has helped them medically and kind of let, get the word out that cannabis is more about, is, is more than just about getting high. And then I do a, a show on Thursdays. I've had to come cut back because of my homeschooling responsibilities, but this summer I was doing every Thursday and, and now I've cut back. I think we need to do like every other Thursday. I do discuss like a cannabis adjacent topic, the like um, jury nullification and um, the FDA, you know, things that are kind of related to cannabis that could affect the industry or, or affect people or, you know, kind of from the perspective, it's like, you know, the government lied to me for 80 years about a plant, what else are they lying about? What else don't I know about? So we, we try and bring in those cannabis adjacent issues, uh, civil asset forfeiture. We talked about that on an episode. So we try to, well, basically what I'm trying to do is, is I'm trying to draw them in on Mondays with the stories and yeah. then on Thursdays, I'm trying to red pill them for Liberty. Okay. Okay. Um, now, so that's two podcasts a week. How do you fit that in with homeschooling and like being a mom? Yeah. <laughs> and That just sounds well, pretty epic. <laughs> yeah. Well, Speaking, yeah, coming from the folks that have like 15 podcasts. Well, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, I know how we do it, but. Well, I have had to cut back on the Thursday episode. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just because, and this summer it went bad, but it's like every time I turned around, I was like, I got to do an interview. I got to, I got to edit. And the, the, so I've cut back. I'm going to do like the Thursday episodes today, every Thursday, maybe doing like every other Thursday. And, and I haven't done a Thursday episode until last week for about a month and a half or so. Just because when we got back to to start in homeschool in September, it was just it was just too much to try try and homeschool, work for myself, and do two podcast episodes a week. And then the other thing that I did is I would spend hours editing because, like I said, a lot of the people that are telling their story they're not public speakers, and this may be the first time they've shared their story. So there's a lot of kind of awkward pauses and ums and tripping over words. And so I would go back and edit some of those out or edit a, a lot of them out and it so I'd have to re-listen to the episode and you know some people talk for an hour so that's a lot of editing time so I've kind of I found a guy on Fiverr that'll edit my podcast for like 20 bucks now he doesn't do it as good as what I would do it he doesn't take out all the ums like I would but you know it, it in my opinion it's $20 well spent because I can give it to him he'll do it and then I've got that three hours that I was using to edit the podcast to do other things that make more money than $20. I'll do it for 15. 
<laughs> yeah. No, that's super cool because we 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 were we've been talking um or talking about talking on the podcast. We've just kind of started, but thinking about automating or delegating and what you can do to kind of make a podcast kind of work within your life, and that's that's yeah, totally cool. A that lot of it is is simplifying the process, like yeah. finding the the easiest way and quickest way to get the pieces together that you need. For me, yeah. like I put a lot of time and energy into like the images and having everything formatted properly for, you know, social media promotion mm-hmm. like Facebook and Twitter and all that. And, you know, there's a lot of trial and error in knowing exactly how I want to put things out that way. I've got, I think, probably two or three apps that I use on my phone that I do almost everything with. And I, I, I've got to the point where I can, like, I'll actually produce entire videos on my phone for certain oh, things. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, I... I stink at social media. I, I I should probably do more on social media, but it, but it all comes back to you know how many hours in the day are you going to devote to something that's a a labor of love, especially as a parent. That's a it's a super mm-hmm. important thing to take into context. Um, so one of the, like out of curiosity, like how much time do you spend dedicated to the podcast in a week between like all of the different elements of it? Well, now that I've <laughs> I've outsourced the editing, it's not as much as it was but probably maybe an hour a day you know roughly okay that's and some days not at all you know like on the weekends my husband works for himself and then he's home in the evenings and and he really you know he wants me to be in spending time with him and the family when he's in in the evenings and so on the weekends you know unless i've got an interview i don't spend a lot of time because then he gets upset that i'm spending time out in my office as opposed to time with the family which I can understand, you know, he works hard and provides uh, provides a good living to us. So the life hack for the busy podcaster: just make your wife do the podcast with you. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you got around that. Yeah, that's how I that's how I got around that. Yeah, but so, no, that's that's a big deal. Like the balance. Well, well, yeah, the balance between like life and doing this is definitely an important one. Right, and the summer, the summer, I didn't have a very good balance. I was. I would spend probably three hours a day working on the podcast, you know, with having two episodes out, trying to get interviews mm-hmm. lined up, trying to do social media. You know, it just, it wasn't a good balance. And and I, and I found myself annoying myself saying all this, oh, I got to go work on the podcast. Got to do this for the podcast. Yeah. And and then after school started, I'm like, you know, what's more important, the, the podcast or my son's education? And, and obviously my son's education trumps yeah, the, the podcast. I, don't I mean, think I've it- got, yeah, I've got I've got eight years left with him. He's ten, so oh, wow. you yeah. know the po- the podcast can wait, or hopefully by the time eight years rolls around, cannabis will be legal and we won't we won't <laughs> prohibition. But uh, who knows at this point? Um, so you've you've talked a bit about you know the fact that you're homeschooling, so it's not even like you have a standard situation with your child. Um, you know you have kind of already made it more difficult in the sense to find time to do things that I would imagine. Um. Is are do you have any other like difficulties within your family that kind of make your situation unique? You know, I'm really very fortunate. My um, I had worked in public accounting for, like I said, for 14 years, and we made the decision because I wanted to do this shift to to doing the cannabis accounting. We had made the decision to actually sell our house that we'd lived in since 2006, and we'd had built up quite a bit of equity. And my my husband's mother lived in a in a big house, it, used, it was a bed and breakfast, and she was kind of burnt out on being a hostess for a bed and breakfast. And she'd put her house on the market to try and sell it. And just at the price point it's at, and where we live in East Texas, it, it wasn't selling. It'd been on the market for over a year. So we made the decision to 
combined households. So we sold our house and now we're living, we're living with my mother-in-law and, and helping with the bills here so that it's not, um, so, and then we've got this little nest egg from, from selling our house. So we really, it's my husband working, my mother-in-law works some and, uh, and then I work as well. So as far as that goes, I'm really very fortunate in my schedule can be flexible. I have a few clients that have come with me and said, look, you know, this is what I do. I'm not available on these days because these are the days that I have prior commitments with my son and the clients that have come with me have been, you know, more than happy to work around that. So I feel very blessed that I'm not working 40 hours a week trying to homeschool and then trying to do a podcast on top of that because it just, Something's it doesn't, it, some it doesn't work very well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what else you got, Liz? Uh, well, I just, I wanted to kind of flip it and say, what, what do you, what would you say you've gotten out of podcasting? What are the um, sort of the things that you've gained? Uh, clearly not money thus far, but. Right. Well, I, I mean, it's been invaluable as far as the, the people that I've gotten to talk to. You know, the the stories that I've gotten to share have been, a lot of them have been very incredible. And, and even, and I say this all the time, I get my mind blown all the time. And, it, and it's so cliche, but it's really true. When you talk to somebody, uh, I talked to a lady a couple of weeks ago that has Crohn's disease and she's had several bowel resections and was on like 27 different medications. And she decided to start using cannabis. And now that she's using cannabis, that's all she's using. She was able to get off all her medications. And if you know anything about Crohn's disease, it's a, uh, it's like a, an intestinal thing where you, yeah. you know, you're, you get blockages or you, um, you know, and, and that's why she would have like boundary sections, like part of your intestines dies. And so yeah. they have to go and remove part of it. And so to go from 27 medications to zero, just by consuming a plant that's still illegal in her state, yeah. it's just inconceivable really to think that you can go from these 27 pharmaceuticals to just a plant and she's putting on weight, which she hasn't been able to do in, you know, 40, you know, 30, 40 years since she was diagnosed with this, this disease. And so, and then the people, you know, I guess I kind of had an ulterior motive in in addition for my Thursday episodes is, you know, I get to talk to people that would never in the world, I wouldn't ever be able to pick up a phone and say, hey, you want to have a one hour conversation with me, nobody from <laughs> the middle of nowhere, Texas. Right. So so to be able to talk to people that are kind of my heroes in the in the liberty movement, like Dr. Mary Ruart, Mike Meharry, Michael Bolden, uh, those type people, I would never be able to have a conversation with them. Just call and say, hey, you want to chat on the phone for an hour? There's, there's no way that would happen without a podcast. Well, yeah. and, and that's definitely something me and Liz have talked about as far as like when the like the one podcast costs significantly more to host and do, and it doesn't quite net an income, but mm-hmm. it's like I would do it regardless because it allows me, it gives me the an excuse to talk to people I otherwise don't have an excuse to mm-hmm. talk to. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of community. There's a lot of, you know, personal growth. And yeah, I mean, that are, are definitely valuable things that people would pay money for. So, you know, mm-hmm. the fact that we, we, are, we haven't made a monetary gain out of it yet doesn't really um, distract us too much. Um, well, I, and then just... What what advice would you have for someone out there who, you know, is is kind of thinking about getting into podcasting and, um, you know, maybe trying to figure out how to fit it into their life, how to get out and take that first step? I think my advice to them would be the same as the advice I give for those who want to homeschool. Don't wait. Just do it. You don't have to be an expert. You know, there's there's a lot of options out there. Like I use Anchor.fm as my host and Anchor's got, you know, editing tools where you can do everything in their app, you know, and they 
and it's free, you know, so don't wait, go ahead and start now. And if it, if it stinks, then you'll get better. You know, <laughs> if you don't know the answer, figure it out. There's a, there's a pretty good community. The podcasting community I've found has been very supportive. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it, it's just the whole, the longer you wait, the longer you wait, you know, waiting isn't going to necessarily make it better. That's definitely, <laughs> yeah. definitely an important uh, factor. I know the episode before this is literally, um, I mean, I made a three minute video walking through someone through how to set up a podcast on Anchor. Mm-hmm. And like the, the video is only three minutes long. The time lapse of the process of starting signing up recording a podcast with anchor on my cell phone and to its first be the first um spotify was the first to accept it all took 24 minutes wow so i'd wow in in, in, a granted the podcast was it was um, uh 60 seconds of irma reading uh (laughs) trying to sell a get to sell me on guitars her guitar store yeah um this is like it was a crazy long podcast but Literally everything from setting it up, choosing the images, from, you know, from stock images to getting a a accepted from a a podcast, you know, um, aggregator it was twenty four mm-hmm. minutes, and that's that's crazy wow. to me. So it's like it, it, you can make this as much work as you want to, or as right. little. Like there's there's ways. Like, like I said, a lot of people you just get on your smartphone and you know re- record twenty thirty minutes, whatever. It is. The key is you can change at any point in time. So just start it, do it. Get it out yeah. there. You know, you don't you don't know like who you're going to connect with until you start trying to. Yeah, that's the I mean, that's the cool thing. Like if, if you look at the stats of people who actually listen to the show, there's like people in you know, South Korea that have listened to my show. It's like, really? You know, where else would I get an opportunity to speak to someone in, in South Korea? Yeah, never. Nobody in South Korea wants to talk to somebody from Lufkin, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> one one other quick quick question I do have because it's something that interests me as far as like trying to help people do this. Um, is there any technology that you find invaluable for helping you get things done? Um, like you said, you you hired out a guy to do your editing on Fiverr. I do a lot of my work, like for the I- images that I use. I use the Adobe uh, Spark Post mm-hmm. app. Which I've, I I couldn't live without. Like it's it's amazing. Yeah, it's a cool it's a cool one. I I have that one on my phone. I don't use it for the podcast so much, but I, I do use it for for other things. But yeah, I, I really like that app. It does good images. So well, the, the high high quality and it's easy to use. Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. And they have a lot of stock images and stock absolutely uh, things that you can use. So it, it's really a cool thing. Well, you know, when I first started out, I just used Anchor and I used my phone to record the podcast. And then as I progressed, I you know, I got a, a different mic. I got a ATR twenty one hundred, I think it's Audio Technica. Yep. Um, mic is like you know sixty seventy bucks, and it's got pretty good audio quality for the for the price point. And then um, you know you can start out using either Anchor's editing software, or you can use um, what's the free editing software that a lot of people use. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I, I I got into all this because I had all the equipment and. Uh, software laying around because I have an audio engineer also. Nice. So nice. I just happen to have uh, audacity. all this stuff. Oh, Audacity. Yeah. Okay. Audacity. That's like a free app that a lot of people use. And I think there's another one that people use. I actually got turned on to a program called Hindenburg okay. um, through through Jason Stapleton. And right. um, the, the nice thing about it, and I, and I know there's probably other softwares that are better. It I just like it though because it's pretty easy to use. And then I can actually record from Skype because so I've, I've, I've kind of gradually upgraded I got you know because I started out using the anchor app and using audacity to edit and then I got the new mic and then I started using this program called Hindenburg which is expensive to buy but you can rent it for like 10 bucks a month hmm. that's the way most software is going anymore yeah 
I mean, you can buy it outright. I think it's like, you know, three or 400 bucks to buy it outright. But I'm like, yeah, for 10 bucks God, a that's, month. That's what you consider expensive software. You've never done audio production. Jeez. Well, no, I have not. I have not. Like some, so, like those, I, I, I've, got, I've had synthesizers I've used that are more expensive than that. In there, right. um, yeah. well, I'm just saying for people starting out on a budget, yeah, you know, yeah. to go out and buy this for, for sure. something that they're doing for the fun of it, um, you know, yeah. that it'd be a lot of coin to drop for, for no, absolutely, 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 especially a homeschool parent, <laughs> <laughs> right? We like to do things uh, thriftily. That's right. That's right. <laughs> right on. So, so that's what that's what I use. Um, but I started out just using the Anchor app. And then I, you know, slowly as I decided, okay, yeah, I'm going to do this, you know, because they say, what is it? They say that most people will do like seven episodes right. of a podcast before they decide, well, you know, you might want to make sure that you do want to do this, that this is something that you enjoy doing and that you're passionate about before you drop 500 bucks on software and hardware. No, absolutely. Because, I mean, you might you might do those episodes there and, and I mean, what is it? There's a, there's a place that kind of people have talked about. It's like the podcast graveyard and it's all of the celebrities that started a podcast <laughs> and then never like made it to like some, something before episode seven and stopped doing it. Yeah. And you know, that's kind of the litmus is like, if you can do this for seven episodes and keep going, you, you, you have something there, and especially if you're starting to pick up an audience at that point. Right. Well, I think, I think everybody thinks that I'm going to put out an episode and I'm going to become an instant star. <laughs> yeah. So, so my, uh, my suggestion is to have low aspiration. I mean, it's nice to dream, but be, let's be, I'm an accountant. So let's be realistic about our dreams here. <laughs> you know, you're yeah. probably not going to get a thousand downloads in the first 24 hours of putting out your new, your first episode, which is really probably not going to be that great if you've never done a podcast before. Cool. So it, it's going to take time. To, to grow and and find your audience. Well, so the beauty I'll, of it is is that you're gonna you're gonna have people that are gonna find you and grow with you. Yeah. So yeah. if you those people that do listen to those crappy first episodes that you make, mm-hmm. and they <laughs> stick real fans, with, they okay. stick with you for a while. I mean, they're people that are they're bought into you. They're bought into what you do. Um, like you said, so much of this for me is about kind of staking a claim as to who you are. One of the big concerns I have, like with the whole Me Too movement, and you know just endless doxing and things like that is that too many people have the ability to control the narrative about who you are online that I think it's really, really important to you be the person in control of that. And there's no easier way to be in control of who you really are than hours and hours of you talking on mic with other people interacting with human beings and kind of setting the expectations of of who you are. Well, but honestly, I mean, people are going to talk crap about you no matter what you do. You could be you know, Jesus, the Messiah. (laughs) And they're still going to find something to nitpick or try to throw you under the bus. Oh, no, no, no. I I agree with you. I agree. But like I said, being being able to participate in that conversation, I think is important. (laughs) Yeah, it is. And then if you've got this content and you've got people that have heard you and they, they, quote, know you from from listening to you, it is nice that they can come back and say, no, you know, I've been listening to this guy for three years and he's never said anything like this. Go back and Go back and find the proof. And then, you know, those those people that, yeah, those people that make those sort of claims, they never have any proof to back it up. They just want to throw something at the wall and see if it sticks. Yeah. So, well, right on. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear your story and I'm hopefully the people we have listening here will will be as interested in it as I am. Cause like I said, there's a whole lot of this. It's like, you know, you can, 
you can tell people all the time, no, no, I mean, it's not as complicated as it may seem, you know, it's, and I think it's far more rewarding often than just like what, what you would see up front. So, right. um, it's, it's, I think yeah, it's I important think there's to more, the stories. Yeah. And it's, and it's, to me, it's more than, it's about more than just the monetary rewards. You know, I, I feel almost like, um, an evangelist, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and, and I don't want to just preach to the choir. I want to, I want to preach to, to people that have never heard of cannabis as medicine. So I, I think with the, with the podcast, it gives you a way to, to talk about something you're passionate about, aside from the three people that live in your home that have heard everything you have to say already. Well, and, <laughs> and I think that there's certainly like, especially when you're using it for activism, it's got to be useful to mm, right. be in a position where, you know, people that may not otherwise listen to you in a conversation, you know, I, I, I'm just imagining, you know, in a place you do have a lot of cultural conservatives that could never outwardly show an interest in the topic, but maybe they, maybe they're curious about it. Mm. And, you know, Nobody knows what's on their earbuds and what they're listening to. And this could be the thing that, you know, pushes them over the edge and and allows them to, you know, make that change that you want them to make that they would have just never been exposed to because they couldn't do it in public. You know, they're not going to go to a rally or not going to go to see somebody speak in public about this. But on the safety of those earbuds, they can they can be curious and discover things all they want. And, you know, I I, I commend you on what you're doing. So, well, thanks. Well, I will say for for those that are are thinking about getting a podcast that kind of relates to something that they have as far as business goes, having a, a podcast is a nice way to establish authority and credibility in the field that you're going into. Hmm. So if you want to do um, something on basket, we, you know, say you're a basket weaver, some sort of whatever, you know, if you have a, a podcast on basket weaving, that kind of gives you a little bit more credibility than the other guy on Etsy selling basket. That's a good point. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that. Um, <laughs> that is a very good point. Because then, you know, people can see your knowledge. They can interact with it. No, absolutely. I mean, part of this podcast is trying to establish myself as an expert on podcasting. So, <laughs> I mean, I can well, tell, I when can you tell have 15 I'm, of them. Right. I mean, it's. And did, y'all, did y'all ever watch In Loving Color? You may be too young for that. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I've, I've, I've seen. Hey, Mon, how many jobs you got? <laughs> <laughs> yes, no. exactly. Exactly that. But that that's kind of the future right now. I mean, you know, that thing where you used to be able to just, um, you know, punch a clock at one place and do that for 20 years of your life and you know that's just going to take care of you that i think that's kind of not the way things work so much anymore so everybody's sort of got a couple or four hustles going and you know that gives you more flexibility financially so yeah especially if they're involved in the liberty movement it seems like everybody's got some sort of side hustle going on just trying to find independence so that we don't have to we don't have to worry about somebody doxing us or you know uh trying to badmouth us or trying to get us fired at work if you've got something that that can provide you income that's not dependent on your uh, your social status, then all the better for you. You can you can say what you need to say without having to worry about repercussions. I mean, you don't want to say vile, ugly, disgusting things, but you know you want to be able to have the ability to speak the truth. Right on. Well, uh, thank you so much for coming on here. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for uh, thanks for asking me to come on. I love talking to you guys. You have yourself a good day, Rachel. All right, y'all too. Take it easy. Bye. <laughs> Bye.